0: Let's pretend for a moment we've entered a parallel universe, free of bullshit and full of bold solutions. That's what No Bullshit Marketing is all about. I'm your host, Dave Mastovich, and let's cut the bullshit. No one sets out to be a bullshit marketer, yet it happens a lot, even at the movies, specifically with the trailers shown before the movie. I went to the movies last weekend to take in the whole experience, expensive tickets and concessions, annoying people talking during the movie, fear of having to walk in front of people if I went to the bathroom. But you know what bugged me the most? Those ridiculously long movie trailers. I get that from a marketing standpoint, the studios have an opportunity to reach their key target market, people who go to the movies, when that target market has no choice but to watch. But come on, man. I timed the trailers. I know I'm a little weird, and we'll talk more about how good it is to be weird. But each one was around two and a half minutes. Total airtime of all the previews was more than 20 minutes. Seriously, 20 minutes of scenes from soon-to-be-released movies that played prior to the movie we came to see. And many previews show the money shot and spoil the ending or deliberately give the perception of another storyline. That's taking advantage of the target audience. It's B.S. marketing and no better than telemarketers bugging us at all hours or direct mail pieces packing our mailbox. Marketing other movies to us is part of the game and could be good business. But 20 minutes of previews leads to movie fatigue. We become agitated before the movie even starts. What could the studios do to reach a key target audience without taking advantage of the situation? Number one, simplify the message. Good storytellers make the point quickly. The preview should whet our appetite and leave us wanting more. Make them shorter. Less is more. 20 plus minutes of previews is absurd. Pick five or six trailers and move on to the movie we came to see. Trying to reach every target market by showing so many trailers is the equivalent of watching 10 minutes of TV commercials in a row. Ain't gonna happen. What's the big idea? Give us an understanding of the main theme without giving it all away in the preview. Going to the movies has been in decline for years because of other viewing and entertainment options. The studios need to make the experience better, not worse. Cut the BS by cutting the previews. Our guest today is John Poutier, CEO of the Greater Pittsburgh Automobile Dealers Association. John's the author of three books, an international speaker, and the former president of the Pittsburgh chapter of the National Speakers Association, among many other achievements. John, welcome to the show. Thank you. So let's move to a tool or a tip that you have. And I might've, I might've uh, taken one already because you have that great, uh, uh, and you can repeat that if you want to, but the great one with the, the analysis and yes. the abilities and markets and interest, but pick a tool or tip that you'd offer that would help our audience. Well, one that I learned to use, and I have to remind myself a lot to
1: use it because people who I was, I was a professional speaker. So I like to talk, you got to shut up sometimes. And I have learned the hard way and sometimes that God gave you two ears and one mouth for a reason. And there's a technique I learned actually from Toyota called LACE. And it's listen, ask questions, confirm understanding, and then educate. Everybody wants to start with educate. Let me tell you how to do this. Let me tell you what I can do. Let me tell you about me. Let me tell you about my company. Let me tell you, yada, yada, yada. As opposed to, well, tell me about yourself. You know, and, oh, you know, what's your biggest challenge in your, in your job and your company and, and ask questions and what we call drain the brain, because human nature is until they get to tell you everything they want to tell you, they're not going to listen to a damn thing you say. So you, you drain their brain and then they will say, well, tell me about you. And all of a sudden it's a receptacle. They're open. So listen, ask questions, confirm understanding, and then educate. And, And it works It works with spouses, it works in marketing, it works in managing, it works in every situation in the world. People would
0: rather talk to
1: you than listen to
0: you. So you told me once a story that I think our audience would love about you using that on an airplane and how it changed things dramatically for you. It was amazing.
1: It was just, I get goosebumps to this day. I wrote the second book. It did well. I wrote the, sec- no, the first book. It did well. I wrote the second book, went back to the American Management Association, the Amacom Books, said, you want to buy a second book? I said, sure. They offered me the same terms and conditions as the first book. And I said, wait a minute. I think I already proved myself. And I, I was within a weekend away from signing the agreement the weekend before Thanksgiving, and I was not happy with it. I'm on first class flying home from a client. And I'm with a lady sitting next to me, and I laced her. I said, what do you do? And she says, oh, I'm in in publishing. Oh, with whom? Apprentice Hall. I said, oh, really? Tell me about that. Well, I'm in the technology division and went on for a good hour. And I'm sitting there wanting to say, I'm an author, I'm an author, and I have a book. (laughs) And I just kept my mouth shut. And as we're approaching to land, she says, well, tell me about what you do. I said, actually, I'm an author. She says, really? I said, yeah, I've had one, one book already published, did very well, and I've got a second one already you know, bought by the same publisher, but I'm not happy with the terms. I think it should have been more. Well, said, really, tell me about it. So I tell her about it. and she's, This is the weekend before Thanksgiving on a Friday. And she says, well, can you send it to me, and I will get it to the right people at Prentice Hall and see what they think. Normally it takes months to get rejected, much less approved. On Monday... I had a phone call saying, we like it, we'll buy it. And they offered me double the, the the, uh, the, the, uh, the what is call, now I can't think of the word. The money you get up front, uh, advance on the royalties. Mm-hmm. And it was because I shut my mouth. I let, I let her tell me all about her. And, and Prentice Hall, come on. you know <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And I had complete creative license with them. And it was just because I was able to lace her. And,
0: and she was open to hear it. So on the show notes we'll have lace and you learned that from Toyota you said? yes that's awesome it'll be on the show notes what a great story of how it can kind of change the whole dynamic in fact you.
1: I I learned that in Scion training when Toyota came out with the Scion brand it was I don't know if people really noticed but you didn't see the name Toyota anywhere it was just I Scion agree. and that was a, Toyota's big on the kaizen and the training and and you know they I was really learned a lot going to their university is what it was.
0: Well, they had that university to train you, and it was interesting because people started following that, and you started seeing companies around the turn of the century, around 2000. Everybody started saying, we have the blank university, insert your name. If it was Mm -hmm. UPMC, Highmark, McDonald's University. Disney. Yeah, we're going to have that Mass Solutions and First Step Universities. (laughs) We'll have to call it something better. Yeah, (laughs) we got to call it something more creative. So it's time for you to keep calm and hit the bullseye. I'll ask you to choose between two marketing or messaging classics. You tell me which one you like more, but you only have a few seconds to choose and hit the bullseye. Are you ready, John? No, I doubt it. Geico's Gecko or the Aflac Duck? Uh, uh, the Duck. Okay, and we'll come, back a- <laughs> we'll come back after and you can give I have your... I no idea why I think I better come up with one. Yeah. Toyota, I love what you do for me, or BMW, the ultimate driving machine? BMW. You know I had to play the audience here again. (laughs) Yeah, you're pandering now. But you're also an HR guy, so I'm hoping you know either of these two. But Glassdoor or Indeed? And if not, Michelle can help us out on these. Glassdoor or Indeed? I have no idea. Well, Glassdoor I know because it rates bosses. And my ratings are exemplary. No, no, no. But for bigger companies, you'll... Self-rating, apparently. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) But if you're a bigger company... People can, you know, the youth of today, people in their 20s know this really well. And they'll just go and they can see what the boss uh, is rated by people that work for him. And so I know on our last guest was Dave Nelson, uh, Vista International Speaker of the Year and Dialogue I Consulting. Know, yes. He told the story of his son negotiated a higher salary because on Glassdoor, the bosses were ranked poorly. And his son used Glassdoor to negotiate a higher salary. And indeed, Indeed's a competitor of Glassdoor. Well, I, so, I learned something new there you go alright so now we'll get on to onto something <laughs> that I know you know Goodfellas or The Godfather Godfather Finger Licking Good or Think Outside the Bun Think Outside the Bun Dell Earnhardt or Jimmy Johnson Jimmy Johnson Progressive's Flow or Jake from State Farm Progressive Flow yeah alright Don't Leave Home Without It or Priceless Priceless The Marlboro Man or The Most Interesting Man in the World I don't know who the most interesting man in the world was. And then you <laughs> got to go with Marlboro I, yeah, Man. Yeah, I don't know what the bread was. Well, not it works for me. Uh, so you got Marlboro Man on that one. Now this one is uh, is this is stage, but I just want to make sure when we come back, this we can talk about both of them. You got a regatta. Or Pittsburgh's Vintage Grand Prix. Well, I gotta say Pittsburgh's Vintage Grand Prix. We're the presenting sponsor. Come on. Exactly, and I'm we're going to come back to all of them. Do, do, <laughs> you, we'll come back to some of them. Did you think of anything you want to say about Geico's Gecko or that Affleck Duck? You chose the duck.
1: I just think the I think the the, the uh, Gecko is annoying. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> kind of arrogant. No, I I gamed it because I knew you worked for Toyota, but I also know you've driven BMWs and you're a car guy. Uh, from an advertising perspective, Toyota does a lot of good advertising. Mm-hmm. But that ultimate driving machine slogan has been around for yeah, so long. I used st-
1: to like the endless pursuit of, of perfection with Lexus. Think yeah. about that—the endless
0: pursuit of perfection. That—that that yeah. is, I love that one. That is good. That is good. So on uh, the Godfather, it's interesting because I didn't even think it'd be close, but I started looking online as I do this segment. And there's a contingent out there that actually ranks Goodfellas better. And I was, I love you know, both. They're wrong. I love both, but I, I didn't even think it'd be close. <laughs> I, I can't imagine a guest picking Goodfellas, but maybe someone I think someone the Godfather's
1: will. more classic, you know. Yeah. It's, it's just, yeah. it goes back to the old, old school perception of the mob. and I enjoy them both, though. Like, actually, I liked uh, uh, Sopranos better than, all, than both of those. But. I,
0: I did too, but I, Goodfellas was on the other night. It's just on like every night somewhere. Uh, so then, you're a Taco Bell guy. You took think outside the bun, just because of the the tagline. Mm-hmm. And then, Jimmy, I'm not a
1: Taco Bell fan, but it,
0: and then Jimmy Johnson. Tell us about that choice. Well, I like the
1: uh, uh, Jimmy J- Johnson
0: and and uh,
1: Jeff Gordon. I like uh, Rick Hendrick's as a as an owner. His I like his thinking. I like his his values. Uh, I'm a big NASCAR fan, so I know a lot of the teams and who's on uh-huh, them. And, uh-huh. and Earnhardt, is, I mean Earnhardt, obviously has a brand because of his father. But I just like the oh, well, actually he's with Hendricks now. Uh-huh. But uh, I, I just like Jimmy Johnson and, and Dale Earn,
0: I mean uh, Jeff Gordon. The popular right now is you hear the Jake from State Farm and see it, and people love it. But Progressive slow much longer standing. Yeah, she's got a. She's really created a brand for them. She really has. I'm
1: sure she's pulling in a big buck. Yes. <laughs> yes. But I, 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 actually look forward to the new commercials that she comes out on to see what they're going to do with her next. Because that one of them sitting
0: around the dinner table, where she's all the characters. Yes. That is brilliant. That is. That is, that is so well done. So then, uh, don't leave home without it or priceless. You went with priceless. priceless. Okay.
1: It's succ- succinct and, you know.
0: Now the Pittsburgh one. Obviously, I knew you were going to take Pittsburgh's Vintage Grand Prix, and we're going to talk about that event because I think it's a great event, and you should tell a little bit about it. But the reason I put it against Gotta Regatta is that's a pretty kick-butt slogan. It
1: is. It is. But they lost their continuity for a few years. They they disappeared. And as a brand, that's a dumb thing to do. Yes. But uh, the Grand Prix doesn't have a cool slogan. Maybe that's something we should think about.
0: You know somebody who might do that kind of work? I think there's somebody. I know. <laughs> So tell our audience about the Grand Prix. It's a great event. Talk about it. I just think it's so cool. Well, we became the presenting sponsor a year before last.
1: And it's just amazing how it happened. The older I get, the more I believe there are no accidents. We were looking for a new charity. Every year we pick a charity of choice for our big check uh, from our charity premiere at the auto show. And that year the grand prix was also looking for a new presenting sponsor and i've known dan del bianco for many years i've been active in the grand prix myself as a volunteer and it just was so uncanny how we came together think about the two biggest auto events in in western pennsylvania the auto show and the grand prix and the dealers love it the grand prix people love it and the cause couldn't be better the autism society and allegheny valley school 34 years that we've been doing this where uh, they own the rights to the terrible towel because Myron Cope was one of the original founders. It's just got so much history. The largest volunteer organization you'll ever find 13, 1400 people and all the moving parts of that event. It's not just a race in Chantilly park. It's 10 days of events from the black tie to pit race, to the Walnut Street invitational, to the tune up at Atrius. It's just wham, bam, all car festival. And to think of all the variables, I mean, for the race itself, closing down Shenley Park, bringing in Jersey barriers, it's just amazing at the event, the, the complexity of it. Talk about the driving through Shenley Park. It's that is, so cool. It is. It's cool, but it's also very difficult. It's not a speed course. It's a finesse course. You're driving sta- uh, old Morgans and and you know Allard's and the cars that don't really handle. And uh, it's it's really something to watch. And... It's 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 the only event like it in the world. Uh a Grand Prix, vintage Grand Prix driven on city streets. It's
0: it's one of a kind. It really is. And that's a good big idea when we talk about what's the big idea you just rattled off. How those are all tied together with the the great organization that it's going for the great nonprofit and the uniqueness of the race, just really excellent.
1: Well, we combine our resources. It's amazing because they give a big check, we give a big check. But now we wait until the charity premiere at our auto show, and we combine them.
0: Last year it was three hundred and sixty thousand dollars we gave. Excellent. This episode's sights and sounds of marketing is next and starts with the song The Middle by Jimmy Eat World. And for our first-time listeners, the Sights and Sounds, we start off by talking about a song and taking the lyrics to that song, and I interpret them towards messaging or leadership or management or marketing. And then we take the year the song came out, and we talk about other messaging hits or misses from that year. So the Sights and Sounds of of Marketing 2001, The Middle by Jimmy Eat World, uh, basically... You know how it goes. You think things are okay at work, but you're not sure. And John and I have talked a lot about that today, about people feel uncomfortable, feel like they can't be themselves, maybe because the inner circle seems wary of you, or you just don't seem to fit in with the culture. No matter what you do, it isn't quite right or good enough. The first lyric is, hey, don't write yourself off yet. It's only in your head you feel left out or looked down on. You begin to doubt yourself and dwell on each decision, trying to make the perfect choice and you wonder what they are going to think or say about you. The song says, just try your best, try everything you can, and don't you worry what they tell themselves when you're away. They are in every organization, and John touched on that earlier. It doesn't have to always be the Fortune 100, Fortune 500. Every organization has people that have the common traits of focusing on negatives of the peers and subordinates around them, the pack mentality, which is the one that I despise the most, the pack mentality of attacking someone when they're vulnerable. And they also tend to take self-preservation to ridiculous levels. Hey, you know they're all the same. You know you're doing better on your own, so don't buy in. Fight through the nonsense with a back-to-basics approach. Focus on your strengths and follow your instincts to make decisions. Regain your confidence and spend more time living up to your expectations as opposed to worrying about pleasing them. The song says live right now. Yeah, just be yourself. It doesn't matter if it's good enough for someone else. Offer creative solutions while they focus on finding problems. Their pettiness will show through. Others will realize what they and you are all about. Just do your best, do everything you can, and don't you worry what the bitter hearts are going to say lastly, remember your skills, expertise, and past successes landed you your current position. Show character by being confident, honest, and patient. The song closes with, it just takes some time. You're in the middle of the ride. Everything, everything will be just fine. Everything, everything will be all right. John, your thoughts on the theme of the song, The Middle. How can our listeners learn from it to maximize their productivity and achieve personal growth?
1: Well, I think we've covered that in, in a great deal already with the abilities, the interests, the market. Always be looking at yourself. You're not necessarily un, untethered, and, and you can say the world be damned. I mean, that's one thing you learn as you get older. I mean, when I was younger and I was in the corporate world, I hated the politics. I hated the bureaucracy. I hated policies. I even hated the dress code. And, and you're not going to change the world overnight by yourself. Uh, so even though you should be true to yourself and tap your natural weirdness as we call it in in the weirdos in the workplace, uh, but you should also understand that you can't get there without others. And, and so play the game, if you will, I hate to use those terms, but it really is. I mean, that is politics playing the game and, but do it with your own values in place and your own ethics in place. And if you have to compromise those, you're in the
0: wrong place. That's right. If you, if you can't do that with your own values that really would just be bullshit Uh, right it's the no Uh, bullshit uh, show full circle so so this is let's have some fun with this next part the other sights and sounds of the year 2001 include and we can take each of these and talk about each one as it happens here so the ipod is introduced changing how we listen to and buy music your thoughts on the ipod and how it changed things
1: well i had a walkman come on
0: (laughs) It fit on my belt,
1: <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> kind of. But no, I, I think the, the iPod is is a great innovation. I mean, you can use it for so many things. And it really is just a glorified Walkman. It just got a lot smaller. So it's, uh, it's convenient. It's cheap. It's good. I mean, that's really been the, the hallmark of Apple, except for the cheap part.
0: The two things that changed the industry from the iPod were two things. One was... It enabled us to make our own playlists easily instead mm-hmm. of having to do it through a and cassette. Now you got Pandora
1: and yes. you got all those
0: other cool ways to do that. And the second thing that was the brilliant marketing aspect was making songs ninety nine cents when it first came out. Mm-hmm. How can you say no to getting your favorite songs for ninety nine cents? But think each? about
1: it. You used to buy a, a CD that had six, fifteen or sixteen songs, so they're still getting fifteen bucks for a CD. Yeah, and they're all they're selling you is electrons.
0: But the people were looked at it differently because they thought I'll just buy the three or four and hits, choose. and that like, it's my playlist. Mm-hmm. And as a person that loves music, it kind of hurt the industry because people don't listen to albums very much right. as they did prior to they the really iPod. Don't. That's right. And it creates their own album. Yeah, so it's
1: called a playlist. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But you lose out on some of that. But that's a whole other conversation over drinks. <laughs> <laughs> so Wikipedia goes online and becomes the world's most popular encyclopedia. I think it's great.
1: I just think you have to be careful because it's not gospel. I mean, the the Encyclopedia Britannica was really true research. I mean, there was no bullshit in it. There's some bullshit in Wikipedia, so you got to know how to cut the bullshit from the fact. But I think it's really neat. I I call on it a lot, and I've
0: found it to be really pretty darn on. So now we're talking about 2001. That's the year of the Sights and Sounds of Marketing. And one of the big, big message points from 2001 is the book Get Weird is published focusing on how we can lighten up, have some fun, and make our companies great places to work. And I don't know, Michelle, who's the author of that book? She's writing a sign for me, John Poutier. So we've talked a lot about Get Weird, but that's the year it came out. It's exciting. Yes, yes. it
1: seems like, it doesn't seem like yesterday, not really. That was a long process. I've written one book every five years is what the cycle's been, Uh and my fourth book, Third book, uh, I hit a wall. It was right when I was changing careers here, and I found somebody to finish it for me and co-author it with me, Dave Baker, and so we got it done together. And but uh, it's called the Everything HR Kit. It's a HR department in a in a book, in a CD. But uh, uh, yeah, it's it's been a, a good a good ride, and that book has sold and I'm still getting royalty checks fourteen years later.
0: The the grind of writing a book. When I wrote Get Where You Want to Go, it is such a lonely task because you're writing a book and people don't really understand. And if you ask for their opinion and you give them some to read, they're, it's going to be hard to be brutally honest. And if they are brutally honest, you're so insecure about it. Mm-hmm. It's just a really difficult task. It is. It is.
1: And it doesn't write it. I mean, you have to have the moment when you're getting the, the ideas and you got to write them down in the moment, the book won't write itself. Nope. And, <clears throat> but when you're on a, in a zone, sometimes when you're writing and it just goes and goes and
0: goes and you've got to know when that time is for you. It's different for everybody. You talked about three in the morning. Mine was, I would go and drop my sons off two of my sons off at basketball instruction, individual instruction in so and so the Sewickley Starbucks is where I finished my book because I had like five weeks in a row where I dropped them off for two hours and I'd go into that Starbucks and pound out. I don't know why, yeah, but it just worked. Yeah, it worked. Yeah. Uh, the, the last one, Enron becomes known for the greatest company scandal in the history of our economy. Yes, and uh, it's now become dwarfed.
1: That was just the, the beginning. And uh, it's, it's sad that we are now too big to fail. I mean, that's one that just drives me crazy that how did we allow this to happen that you can cheat your way to the top and then hold the world hostage uh it, it's just it's just unfathomable to me but uh, yeah Enron was 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 a big deal but in in retrospect compared to what we
0: have now it was it was nothing for that 2001 2002 2003 the word Enron was almost like Pepsi mm. we just talked about it so much but when I was going through to pick what to use, I was like, that's kind of funny because we don't say it much anymore because as you said, it was the tip of the iceberg. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So John, how can listeners contact you if they'd like to learn more about what you do? Well, my email is my initials, JP
1: at com for Greater Pittsburgh Automobile Dealers Association. That's a long name, so I shortened her up.
0: Uh, JP at com. Okay. And thanks for being a guest and giving some great insight that'll be on the show notes. My pleasure. Thanks for joining us for no bullshit marketing. Visit bold for show notes, plus additional marketing and messaging resources. Sign up for light reading. You'll receive valuable strategies every other week to improve your marketing and transform your messaging. It's really light intended to be read in two minutes or less. And it just might trigger bright ideas for you to sign up. Go to mass Biz Remember, ask yourself, what's the big idea? and build your story around the answer. It's all about bold solutions without the BS.